Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, this is Bill Ratner. I'm the voice of Flint on G.I. Joe, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is actually an appropriation of the original saying, Knowing is Half the Battle, which was used in a number of public service announcements that have now been burlesqued on YouTube by a number of individuals, and I don't think there's a copyright issue at all. Have a good day. They'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. International heroes. G.I. Joe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast. What? What? Season four. Knowing is Half the Podcast. Chan, we're free. Hooray. Are you leaving in that racial slur that you said just before the show started? Oh, now you have to explain it. Otherwise, they'll think it's an actual, like, real bad one. Here's the thing. <laughs> a real bad one. It doesn't one. have to be real bad. The tone of voice he used. Listen, guys, <laughs> I'm going to go full disclosure right now. I said Greek people are friendly. <laughs> no, no, no. And word, apparently that's no, no, offensive. No, what you said was Greeks. <laughs> Because which, I was referring to people which, who are boisterous and friendly, and then I said Greeks. Uh, yeah, but the tone of voice. But you didn't like the way I said any, the any, word. You can turn any. You can turn you sausage can? Yeah. into uh, a, a slur can if we, you try hard. I'd, I'd enough. like to hear it, please. <sighs> sausage. Am I right? Yeah, that is right. sort of wow. how you said Greeks. Guys, yeah. I never want to. I never want to eat a hot dog again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hot dogs and sausages are different things, sir. To you, maybe. Oh, they're no. both delicious to me. I can't. I can't. They they are literally different things. I am Ray Stacanus. <laughs> I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Evolito. <laughs> and that's it. Just the three of us, guys. <laughs> Yay! It's just the three of us. We're talking about GI Joe, and we got our name back. Just, just the, the three, three of us. us. And there's all kinds of stuff in the works. It's still not quite ready yet. Just yet. It's like a piecemeal thing. We're going to be putting season two episodes as the year goes on. We're going to slowly but surely add a few per week of season two episodes back into the main feed, as opposed to putting them all in like all. 90 episodes or whatever in one go. Yeah. Like, that'd be weird. That's too much. Also, no, it wouldn't be uh, weird. It's just be a hell of a long slog and a lot of work and a lot of... We don't want to wish that on anybody. Let's give you something manageable. Uh, also, let us know if you think we should go back to the very first episode of the very first season of G.I. Joe and no, start this podcast all no, over again. No, now no. I know stuff. Now I know well, stuff. To be fair, though, we, we started with the Pyramid of Darkness, which is the second miniseries. Uh, here's the thing. But that's I, where we would want to start again. Uh, let's all be honest. I, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to be like, who are these people? <laughs> What's happening? 
been now, here. I've forgotten a lot of it. I just don't want to <laughs> dig myself into a Groundhog's Day situation <laughs> where I no longer know what is what. Embrace it, <laughs> no. Jan. Embrace no. it. Guys, we are doing series two of G.I. Joe, the Deke episodes. God help us all. The Deke years. This is a redux. We previously have done this episode of the, uh, of G.I. Joe, Operation Dragonfire, day one. Please don't go back and listen to it, because I'm sure everything I say here will be exactly what I said back then. <laughs> but I have forgotten, and it will seem new to me. I mean, that's fine. It's I don't even remember recording this. You did, because you spent the entirety of the show <laughs> complaining because you didn't understand why Cobra Commander was a snake. Yeah, that sounds like me. Also, that was poor planning on your part. We, I didn't think... It, I thought, like, okay... It's not essential because they basically ditched 99% of the movie in order to do series two. Right. Except for that one aspect that was the biggest hanging point I've ever seen in anything. Ray, you realize that every time I see a movie I like, I go home and spend two hours online <laughs> looking up Easter eggs of what every single thing means. Sure. And then a giant plot hole, like why one character was a human and why <laughs> now they're a snake, might upset me a little. You know, I should have known better. That's true. <laughs> well, to be fair, we did stop immediately. And then uh, you can go on YouTube right now and watch us watching G.I. Joe the movie so oh, Gina yeah. will learn about the snake. There was pizza. There was beer. That's what I remember about that movie. Oh, that thing's still up. Oh, also yeah. bug yeah. vaginas, I remember. A lot of bug vaginas. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Those are, those are the three things I remember about that movie. G.I. George O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now I want G.I. George O'Keefe artwork. <laughs> it's like a, a little, like a, a cobra face with a little shiny metal thing on it, but like also vagina yes. lips. Please, somebody make us some cobra law vaginas. <laughs> I think they already did. I think that was literally in the movie. <laughs> no, but with our faces on. Oh, with our faces on it. Oh. Are, you, are you trying to scam for a new logo on the cheap? Is that what we're doing? Yes. <laughs> yes. For those of you who might have seen our Facebook page and Twitter page, we put those pictures up. Um, so we'll just say the logo's in progress right now. I got, but here's the thing. Uh, Fiverr has been real good to me, and it also has been real bad to me. Uh, it kind of evens out, and when I get burned, I don't like take it up with whatever. I don't know, like, I demand a refund. I'm just like, well, this is what I get for underpaying yeah. artists. But it's I not also, enough money to give a shit. I feel like we have a lot of like fan art that could easily be like there is one that I love that's us uh, all, the three of us all dressed as cobras that's a good picture and that is a great a very good picture. picture yeah the one I always come back to thinking of is the one that uh, uh, Michael Owen Sulko drew of us in crayon and I feel like that's oh probably God. not that is probably not good Wait. for a logo probably not the greatest logo oh yeah. I don't remember you know what that though one. that cobra that cobra soldier picture would make a great logo uh, that's what I'm saying yeah I like that Channel, I'll Cobra, send it to you. Cobra Soldiers. <laughs> it, was, it was one of my profile pictures once because I love yes, it so much. Me too. I think all of us change it to our profile picture. Yeah, at a I point. love it. And I also don't look like a hideous monster in that one like I do in <laughs> this new one. Seriously, I had a crisis where I was like, I'm. I'm ugly. I'm the ugliest person that ever lived. Don't look at no. me. And I didn't even post the really bad looking one of you. Like the the the. the That's the... not the really bad one. No, oh, no. no. See what ha- oh, no. what happened is like I was looking for someone uh, who would actually like a cartoon, actually yeah, do the yeah. drawing, because uh, there's a bunch of people out there that just like run run it through uh, filters, yeah, uh, yeah, Photoshop filters, and, then, and so the first time they just sent back like they drew mine and Ray's, and then they just sent back a digitized version of her face slapped onto the thing. I'm like, what? Did it, no, no, no. Like the other ones you ordered. Oh, sure. No problem. And then the thing they sent back was like a monster. Was, was a fuck you to me. A basically. legitimate monster. Like, no, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, here you go. Like your face is just like all warped out of proportion. So, uh, yeah, it's 
It's no good. Don't don't base your self image and self value on that. But we should have a. Do we have an? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the one that I said I look like uh, that cartoon Arthur the Aardvark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we should have a we should have a a, a um, folder on our Facebook page of fan art because I think we put it up intermittently. Yeah, but we need a folder. Well, I save it. all of it because it's magical. Yeah, so. throw that shit in a folder, yo. Yo. So we can find it's in a it. folder on my computer. Ooh, throw that <laughs> folder onto Facebook. I like it. Um, well, guys, Operation Dragonfire. Um, what? What? It's mostly upsetting. I'll start there. Wait. First of all, I do not like this new intro. Can we hear a little bit of that? Because it's really well, like it's going to define series two of GI I, Joe. I hate change. Yeah, first, and they what? don't mention Cobra by name a single no. time. Yeah, I, I noticed that, and I hate no. it. I hate change. I fear change. Yeah. I don't like this. Well, this also, a- it's a milk toast version of the song. Yes, like it's a lighter version. Here's the uh, here's here's the the uh, conflict that I am having. You like that it's international now. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> well, I, I I don't like when they swapped in. Uh, yeah. International for real American because it's it seems kind of milk toasty and the dropping of the cobra. Yeah. I it feels like they wanted to shift away and like find like a new bad guy or something uh-huh, like that. And so uh-huh. they're kind of like hedging their bets, but it just comes off as real but, uh, but, non-specific and weird. But I, at the same time, yeah, yeah. I kind of want uh, <coughs> like the nineties were a time where we're like, hey. Maybe we could all fucking get along for once. Yeah. How about we try and create a coalition across the world for peace? And that uh, that dream has long since been decimated. <laughs> but like, there was a time, and and to a certain, to a certain extent, like I appreciate the optimism. Yeah. Uh, even as it is, like it is really hacky and. Um, uh, in yeah. a, like a smurfy kind of way, like, hey, we're all going along. Burr, burr, burr. I mean, I like I like the inclusivity that anyone feels like now they could be a Joe. Although that's a real low bar <laughs> to join the Joes. Holy shit. It holds <laughs> up to what we've seen before, though. If you show up at a place where G.I. Joe is fighting literally anybody yeah. and you help a little bit, yeah. you become a Joe. Yeah. So yeah. there was a part of me that was angry later in this episode with Scoop very stupidly becomes a Joe. There's I'm like, a, there, there, is, is, there is a definitely a, a, a precedent set yeah. for this. Fair. I Fair. hate that there are new people that I need to learn their names, and I hate that the old people whose names that I kind of knew look different. Yeah, they all have different outfits now because they had a whole different, different voices, line of toys. Now, yeah. like, now I feel like I need to learn them all over again. Here's the thing. All you need to know about Low Light is that he found medical marijuana. <laughs> oh my god. What? Okay. that explains everything I asked online changes. for some questions, and literally the fr- first question I got was from C.S. Sherman, how you doing? Is what the f happened to Lowlight? <laughs> he's he's a literal there, nightmare monster human being in the original series, and now he's yeah. The, the mar- medical marijuana thing makes too much sense. Wait, to what me. about or like electroshock therapy or lobot or like slight lobotomy? No, because he's still kind of a dick. He is still kind of a dick, but he mm. doesn't. He doesn't like. He doesn't want to murder everybody all the time the like edges he used are to. Rounded but way maybe, down. yeah. But maybe like, did did he work through his issues in that giant rat car episode? That was, that was him, right? <laughs> that was him. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, here's the deal. I'm gonna guess no. Mm. <laughs> like maybe guess. he like went to therapy, got on some antidepressants. That is not a thing that a dude like that does. <laughs> no, that's a guy who's forced into therapy 
goes the absolute minimum number of times, doesn't say a word. What did the court say I had to do? The therapist for uh, 60 listen, minutes. I'm an optimist. Maybe he found the love of a good woman who who gently nudged him into therapy and antidepressants. Oh, God. Who doesn't, Gina, who doesn't Gina, care that he's in the Himalayas? You can't fix everyone. You can't. I can try until I go insane. <laughs> I'm sorry. I grabbed the microphone because I care so very much about this <laughs> and Gina's um, relationship well-being. Because <laughs> I'll be honest. I could have taken two two pulls because, one, you were grabbing it to really show that you cared or you were trying to choke something <laughs> while you were speaking and the mic just happened to be there. <laughs> please, please don't let this happen again. Please, no, no. What I'm saying is I want to date low light. <laughs> Gina, based on the things you've told us in the past, I'm pretty sure you have. Thing, that no, joke. 2019, new me, new relationship. You're saying it like it's a joke, but <laughs> god damn it. If you show up one day, you're like, hey, he's my boyfriend. He uh, he used to be a sniper, and now, you know what? I don't actually know what he does. I haven't asked him. I'm like, Gina, he's still a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> Look, be real. If I really did that, you and Ray would be like, this is the coolest thing ever. No. <laughs> No, you know no, what? no, no, no. I-, I would fight that impulse. <laughs> because we would be on the list. We would be on the list, oh, yeah. and yeah. I would never be able to like uh, uh, open my drapes again for fear. I'll be that- checking sight lines literally everywhere I go <laughs> till the end of time. Oh, my God. Okay, so the show opens up with uh, Sergeant Slaughter, and they're in the Himalayas in a village. And, and the th- most exposition ever. Yeah. G.I. Joe no longer is in... Is a, they still fight terrorism. They still fight Cobra. But more importantly, they go on, like, a, a U.N., like, peacekeeping, like, help community missions. Mm. They're, like, they're like the World Corps. Mm. The or, World what's Corps? What's it called? The, the um, Peace Corps, the Peace Corps. So, Jesus Christ. Oh God. Look, I never joined. <laughs> so I was, like, trying to figure out throughout this what makes this worse than the other episodes okay i, mm-hmm. I have some answers but go, yeah, i like no, see what no, you no. came up I, with yes. i i yes. have some answers i think like, <laughs> like uh, first of all like i hate the character design uh but they all look the same they're, they're much brighter uh, yeah it, bulkier it, it, and also uh, like why yeah, like yeah. i hate that like you can see destro's face like why well, he has a gold mask now instead of a no, silver one. No, because his lips were moving. His lips always did. Moved. They always move. Uh, they didn't move when the animation was cheaper. But he has uh, like he has like eyebrows and crap. I think that's part of the mask, though. Really? Yeah. There's it, the deal. It's it's but it's also drawn by people who probably weren't sure themselves. So I know what okay, it's supposed to okay. be. Okay. Because because I, I thought you know. like oh he took his mask off. This is a thing you can't really convey in a live action thing because like in the cartoons like. He's got a metal mask on his face, but also it's kind of it moves like he's just painting himself over like a living statue. Right. But also, it, like in, in there are certain times when uh, it actually comes into play uh, okay. as a plot point that it's like metal and yeah. it's, okay. it's not, and it's we just sort of like. So this Ugh. is like the hood versus hair thing. Yes, like a thousand percent. Well, That's what I, I was right it. about. To Whatever say, yeah. the design is, I hate it. But I I realized like about halfway record. halfway through that the Joes talk too much. There's a lot of talking. In like this. there's, there's just like in the original, it wasn't. There was like sort of more action. They would give, they would talk for a little bit, and then it would be like action, or they would talk for a little bit, or and this is just like huge sentences of exposition 
where they then repeat that same exposition right. over again. And they'll like say characters' names a lot of times, which you would think I would love since I don't know anyone's name. But I hate it. But and that to me was a problem. That and the animation. It is episode one of a reboot. So saying characters' names a lot, I give them a little bit of a pass on. But you're right. In the original G.I. Joe cartoons, I think one of the things that was cool about it was they didn't say a whole lot more than they needed to. There was a little bit of character stuff here and there, and it was always really smart. Yeah. But here it's like they feel like they need to constantly be talking all the time. Well, I guess what it is then is that like there's there's a way to write it like this first line of like, oh, you know, here we are in, in this place helping kids that can't and there's a way to write that where it's dialogue between like people right where they're like you know one person would say thank you so much for helping us read oh you're welcome you know like even that like but then you'd have to hire more voice actors yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> but it is this first line of like blah 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 and blah 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 and here we are and, and helping and then blah 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 i'm like oh my god this is the first line we're not dealing with Niagara Falls, but this generator ought to put out enough power so your kids will never strain their eyes reading school books ever again. Count how many pauses he takes in that sentence. Sergeant Slaughter is not the guy you want to be given <laughs> extended expositional dialogue. He took pauses too. in one sentence. It's crazy because you think of all the voice actors that you'd want to make sure you brought over for the G.I. Joe rebooted cartoon. We love Sergeant Slaughter, but if you're only hiring X number four voice actors, yeah. he's not one that I would choose. I mean, also, what I know what happened to Duke. Duke is dead, right? I forget uh, how. Yes, he's, but he's in a coma. But wasn't there like who's like wh- like where's Flint? Like Flint was always another guy, sort of in command. Like where's Flint? Where's Hawk? I, mean, I will say that like I, I get. Well, my takeaway from these first couple episodes is that uh, part of the reboot is. We we got a new toy line. We want to make sure that we get as many of you know uh, the recognizable ones, uh, the popular ones like Sergeant Slaughter. Like he's in here, so that you remember that Slaughter's Marauders uh, can be purchased at Toys R Us, you right. know, yeah. in in the two pack or the whatever. And uh, and then also you know like all of the others, including uh, was Scoop ever a character? I, uh, I don't Scoop, remember Scoop if he was, yeah Scoop was. Uh, I don't remember if he becomes a GI Joe by the end of this. Uh, I, I ha- whatever. Here's the deal. From what I remember, of course he does. <laughs> I, but also the other thing is, too, like, this is not how you introduce new characters. You introduce them, like, slowly and one at a time. You don't just, like, shove all them. Like, it's like when you introduce, like, two groups of friends. Yeah. You pick, like, the coolest, most popular person among your group of friends, the Gina, if you will, uh, and Whoa. introduce them first. And then, like, your other group of friends is like, hey, you've got this other group of friends. This one person seems cool. Why don't we meet some of those other people? And then you get and down then, and down and t- until finally yeah. at the end you introduce them to the Ray. Yeah, four years later. <laughs> yeah. Four years later at a party only half of them go to, you introduce Ray. <laughs> you bring him out of the closet for <laughs> ten seconds. Has he been in there this whole time? The answer is yes. <laughs> um, I mean the the pattern for all of these shows has always been like just a big dump of the first episode. It. You see them all and you're like Whoa! I want to have all of these things. I hate and the then, information dump. Uh, I hate the people dump. They don't care. They don't care that I you like it. fall in love with anyone in particular. They want you to be fall in love with the entire line. They should have consulted me. Yeah, the point is awareness <laughs> first, and then they'll take time to introduce the characters individually later. But they want you to at least have a knowledge of yeah the entire line, like Chan said. I hate it. The thing that I got away most of this is just like one. Apparently, yeah, uh, GI Joe does you know UN stuff, but also Scoop is a massive dick right out the gate. He's mm-hmm. all like he's all like questioning their motives for helping children read, <laughs> I, which I actually will say from a storytelling standpoint. 
This is actually one of the good things. Is that right? Because here's the thing. It's it's you're introducing him and he's he's a dick and then you know like he saves Sergeant Slaughter's life they induct him into the Joes and then it turns out he's evil. Right. It's like it would be much more you know like obvious if he was like if he was like super nice and then gets inducted and then then it's sort of like almost less of, less interesting to me. Okay. Uh well my my problem with that uh because I had forgotten that it turns out he's a cobra. Me too. Um was that it was, I hate you. He saves them, and they're like, hey, you want to join the Joes? He's like, yeah, I'd love to. There was, yeah, there I wasn't, didn't have a problem with that. There was, it feels like there's definitely a scene or scenes missing yes. where he sees what's going on and says, huh, I guess they're not so bad. I must have made a mistake. There, yeah. was, there was none of that. It was just like straight flip. He, he, but he has that later, though. Uh well yeah they set, that, they set it up in the in a, the second episode he has he has a, a real moment is what you're saying but right. like yeah. fr- from his yeah I agree because even when he was saving Sergeant Slaughter I was like but why would he be I mean I guess he would be just like oh well I've got to save a human being's life yeah but, and which if they had left that left that line in there that would have well, made sense too because yeah. he's seen the previous two seasons of GI Joe and he knows if you're dusty and you're hanging out selling refrigerators in the desert. And you happen to help the GI Joes get back to civilization, they will ask you to join the team. Here's, so here's his chance as a mm. Cobra guy. Spoiler alert. Here's the thing, Ray. Yes. We've watched two seasons <laughs> of GI Joe. We know how long it takes to watch two seasons of GI Joe. Right. The time between that first scene and the scene where he saves Sergeant Slaughter, that's not enough time to watch two seasons of GI Joe. I think oh. coming into the mission, he's watched two seasons of yeah. GI Joe. Yeah. Uh, well, then you don't start out as uh, going all hot on him. Also, I guess now that I think about it, they always start out as dicks, right? Like, wasn't there wasn't there that that other shipwreck reporter? No, I'm saying like the um, ones who turn out to be cobras. Sort of like, wasn't there like one faking? Oh yeah, yeah. A scientist. That, yeah, like describing three different episodes like, of Joe. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was Hall Down right. the Heavens, I believe, is one that they did that. And each time, yes, the reporter turned out to have an axe to grind against GI Joe, either because they were Cobra or because they were at least friendly to Cobra. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, then there's Hector Ramirez. Hector Ramirez, straight right down, down the, the middle, middle, all the time, every time. Mm-hmm. You know what? I respect Hector Ramirez as a journalist. Um, well, let, guys, let's break down this first Cobra scene because I'm not, a lot happens in this Cobra scene. They essentially, the, the people who made this wanted you to know we are going to change 100% of the direction of what Cobra has been doing and what they will be doing in our version of it. And they want to get it all out of the way in one scene. But also, they they don't because this is a very old school Cobra scheme that they have. I'm talking about the hierarchy and who's doing oh, what. Oh, got it, got because it. Because we, we get introduced to all the major players, because you got Destro, uh, uh, who's now wearing a gold mask with a cape. And seems way less threatening. Yeah, he doesn't seem threatening at all. At he's all. Kind of a, he's kind of a dad. Serpent- I think he has a kid Serpentor, now. who also seems way less threatening. I almost feel like they got a note saying, like, eh, the original was a little too scary. Make everyone more of a pussy. Um, did you guys notice Serpentor now has bangs? I hate. That. I hate this Serpentor hate design Serpentor. so much. Even his voice has, to me—it's different. It's is, a different it, it's actor. It's sort of like you know, like you, you know, like everyone has that like one like uncle or like dad's friend that's like that like threatens the kids and like no one takes him seriously. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> sure, Mister Newsenbaum, we get it. There's a scene that he picks up Nagahide by the throat, lifts him up in the air. My name is Serpentor, not Serpy, and I am not a bloke. Yeah, I okay, but I didn't even feel threatened by I, that. I know though. that's yeah. what I'm saying. The yeah. original voice guy was actually kind of scary. And, uh, Dick uh, and Godier that was 
fantastic. combined with the costume that they had him in, this one just sort of looks like a guy wearing a Halloween costume. The but old one was actually like, oh, this this bitch is insane. Look at that. Look at that yeah. outfit he's wearing. He's insane. And this is like, oh, you put this together at Joanne Fabric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say that there is one thing in this scene that I love. And it's when they give uh, Cobra Commander the beetle. And he turns his back to eat it. Yeah. Yes. Like, that is fantastic. It's a great little character moment. And uh, it also means they didn't have to animate it. Well, I will say sure. the stuff with Cobra <laughs> Commander is the only stuff that I like. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the deal. So um, we get introduced to Pentor, who has bangs now. And also, like, the Dreadnoughts. I mean, guys, remind me if I'm wrong. The Dreadnoughts are Zartan's militia. They're his gang. They are low-ranking members only under Zartan, and they are a mercenary force. They are not the people that would walk up, pat Serpentor on the side of the head, and call him Serpy. Like, everything about that scene upset me, because it's just like, you would never, you would be, you would never in your life even have that access to be able to do that. Well, I don't even know what his, uh, what Nagahide's deal is, because he turns out to be super smart. Uh, a lot of the Dreadnoughts are actually super smart, yes. but um, are just like... Uh, drunk. They're drunk a lot. Yeah, I can't. Okay. You've been in Hollywood long enough, you know those guys. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about many of them on a regular basis before the podcast. That is starts. also correct, yes. <laughs> um, including this one. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, oh, God, no. Oh, nope. Yeah. Nope. Wow. Okay, Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I, and also, just uh, quick to point out, when they show that picture of the Buddha statue, there's a fucking penis there. Don't know why. What? Someone I snuck that did in. did not see a penis. Oh, I Jesus. will look again. All right, hold on. Uh, well, you, know, you you keep doing I'm the thing. Keep, I'll keep talking about Cobra. You bring up the I'm penis I'm going to pull up the penis. Wait, can I take pull a up side the penis, note to Jan. say, though, that <laughs> I, like, I will out. say that it, this episode was so bad that at, How some, dare you? at some point I wrote down, at least it's not racist. Yeah. Because yeah. I, and feel then. Like, I feel like, but I feel like old 80s G.I. Joe would have been like much more racist. Well, this is early 90s G.I. Joe where the racism is different. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I think, honestly, I'll give G.I. Joe a lot of credit. I think they did a good job, especially in that era, of not going for it in the way, say, I don't know, Scooby-Doo did mm-hmm. in the in the Asian episode that we saw. Um, okay, so here's the story. Destro uh, and Serpentor are working on their plan. Uh, the, these Buddhist monks in, in uh, um, the Himalayas have a thing called Dragonfire, and Cobra wants it. They want to turn it into a weapon. There's our premise. Great. Cobra Commander still a snake. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Nagahide is a dreadnought. He's being introduced here as a guy who's chummy with Serpentor, who gets smacked down immediately. I, I think <sighs> the idea is we want to like establish real quick. I, I don't know. Uh, is Zartan in uh, season in the season at only all? only as like a ter- tertiary character okay so like the, he is he is the dreadnoughts in this instance yeah uh, and he's uh, bas- basically like um the rowdy guys that don't give a fuck about authority blah 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 and but they're, also they're setting up the um yeah that they're gonna splinter off right but it's uh, also like they're tiered inside cobra now which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me it's like they just want like flashy outfit australian dummies walking around as just part of normal Cobra instead of their kind of their own wing, which is what they were before, which, you know, right. Cause there's also a guy, I think his name is Zanzibar, not Zanzibar. Zanzibar is a there's place. a, uh, he's, he, there is a dreadnought named Zanzibar. I don't think that's what I'm talking about though. There's a, a later guy who I'm, I'm completely blanking on. Who's a complete idiot. Who's also a same deal. It's just a dreadnought that wanders around with Cobra as just a member of the team. Um, okay, so the weirdest thing here happens is Zorana hooks up with Destro. This is very upsetting to me. Yeah. Also, what's very upsetting is all of these characters are much less hot. Yes. 
Yeah, they're drawn. They're drawn a lot more softly. Uh, I thought the harder features of the Baroness and Zorana made them so much sexier to me. They definitely yeah. aged this show down. For yeah, yeah, that's that's, and I don't like it. If I can't, if I'm not getting. Any like lady boners from watching Boop. a cartoon? Why am I oh, watching that cartoon? That's a boner. Oh my god! So guys, there's a giant gold statue in the monastery, and there's a throne in front of the statue, which is in fact. But also, what a are those giant things bones. on that's the a side? Dick and balls. Look at that thing on the side too, on the right hand side? side. What? The, it's kind of uh, a bowl. Look, at it does the little testicles at the bottom. Yeah, okay. it's, it's an open mouth of like a dragon, but the way the teeth the teeth look like balls. Look. Ball. And Ball. the mouth dick. looks like a dick. Oh, yep. oh, yep. Nope. See it now. Yep. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Guys, There's a lot of penises in this. Now you can't unsee it. Okay. Three minutes, twenty four seconds in. Um, I don't know which link you're gonna. Uh, there's some Ray, links you got taken down. Grab. So <laughs> see if we can get a screen grab of that. A screen grab of all the penises. Oh, oh, we could post it and how see many penises? How many penises <laughs> <you could find. laughs> I love it. Um, but Gina, talk to me about this. Um. Destro breaks up with Baroness kind of willy-nilly in the middle of a meeting. <laughs> yeah, I hate, especially like because in the original series, there was so much about like, you know, anytime there's any relationship troubles, they're both sort of like crushed and, and especially him. And it's set up as like, oh, they're this, they're, you know, they're sort of the Spike and Drusilla of the series. Like even though they're evil, they still have this deep, passionate love I mean, for each other. We remember the episode when Baroness thought Destro was fooling around on her, so she burned down his childhood home. Yeah, yeah. and then he like still dated her, and now, and also, it, like the implication here, I really do not like, which is like Zorana, like sort of, sort of, sort of trash talks. Yes, like Baroness is like, oh, you're leaving me for him. And and Zorana's basically like, you old, he wanted young Poon. Yeah. That is exactly and what she I said. And I was not on, this was all very upsetting. But not just that, Baroness, who's the, maybe the strongest woman in all the G.I. Joe universe, immediately is like breaks like, oh no, I'm worthless now. Yeah. And she slinks away to nothingness. And, and, and it's also, upsetting. I will say also, I do not like that, because original <laughs> Baroness would be like, all right, cool. I'm yes! Gonna, I'm going to ruin both of your lives. Yeah! I'm going to kill all of Zorana's family until she's nothing but a husk of her former self. And instead, this Baroness is like, I got to get Cobra Commander back. I got to help him. Like, he's going to he's got to put things straight for me. Well, what's the first thing that she does? She's like, Nagahide, come here. I'm going to suck you off. Yeah. Like, I hate, like, I hate like, all what? of this. What? And, and the thing that I hate the most is that, like, they, they clearly are sort of like they, they took steps to make this version more woke, if you will. Yeah. And in the process, lost the stuff that actually was woke about the original. Yeah. Yes. No, and I, because you have this really rich existing universe already, and then when you step into a brand new, like, this is basically a reboot, and when you step into an ongoing reboot, and then you suddenly have half the characters acting completely differently than they did before, it's really off-putting. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, too, that was one of the good things about the the first series, was how, how much of a badass Baroness was. Yes. And there aren't, they barely show any women Joes in this. You get a little so Lady J in the second one. So, like, legitimately, it's, it's you know, we, we for long-time listeners, we used to do a bit that was, did this pass the Bechdel test because right. women would bear, would rarely talk to each other. And that was preferable to this, they're both talking to each other, and Zorana's calling her old and stealing her man, and then Baroness is getting, like, really upset. Like, that, to me, is much more upsetting than no female characters talking. Right. To each other at all. I'd rather have no representation than that representation. Exactly, exactly. I get it. 
G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Introducing the ultimate warrior. The G.I. Joe Super Trooper. There's only one way to get him. Send four Super Trooper certificates and a $1 handling charge. See details on specially marked packages for your Super Trooper. The ultimate warrior. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Um, okay, so we cut back to the Cobra Temple where they decide, oh, we better use Operation Dragonfire because Cobra's going to be attacking us. And then the leader, the Dalai Lama or whoever's in there, he says, no, we're not going to do that because we don't need to. Okay. Cut back to G.I. Joe. Sergeant Slaughter has a whole thing here. This is our first battle mm-hmm. of the entire episode. Um, they There's a huge battle because Cobra's trying to, like... Uh, induce the Buddhist monks to use Operation Dragonfire, to mm-hmm. use the Dragonfire. Mm-hmm. So they are attacking the temple, but only like halfway, mm-hmm. and fighting G.I. Joe at the same time, which is at least like a worthwhile military tactic to try to get the big response out of them. Uh, I could appreciate that at least on some level. As a Cobra okay, strategy. Okay, okay, I'm right. with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, a whole bunch of battle stuff happens. Uh, Scoop ends up uh, uh, having to take the wheel, which thankfully, even though he's not even a Joe, he knows how to operate all G.I. Joe machinery. Because, which and this actually is, makes sense later, kind of. Which, yeah, it does. When you find out that uh, he, yeah. Rule number, I mean, there are many different, we, we have many different laws and rules of G.I. Joe. One, uh, every character can speak directly to any other character, regardless of their distance or mm-hmm. communication devices. Mm-hmm. And um, two, every every character knows how to pilot every single vehicle in the entire G.I. Joe universe. That is another one that we have. Um, so I guess, cool. I will say this. I uh, watched the Titan games. Uh, yes, you did. Last night. And uh, not a great show, but like sort of the fantasy all of it is that normal dude with a normal job normal women too you know like normal people normal jobs can be like superhuman strong crazy I don't even know like, what the show is I'm gonna be honest uh, The it's Rock a, it's American Gladiators for a new generation starring okay. The Rock American Gladiators slash uh, American Ninja Warrior fair enough okay. so like all so of these average people all of yeah all of these people are like like ripped but to they're shit. All huge. So yeah. like uh, me. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Gina, Super watch. In shape. Uh, are you a power lifter, Gina? Because <laughs> there was this woman who's. Oh my god. Listen, I can power lift a lot of snacks to my mouth. <laughs> That's what that phrase. Means. Fair enough. If uh, I don't know if Wayne Knight ever does his own Titan <laughs> Games, then you can. Uh... Wayne Knight. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Welcome back to the Snack Games. <laughs> I'm Wayne Knight, TV's Newman from Seinfeld. You may also remember me from Jurassic Park. Anyway, pretzels. <laughs> In this event, you will be cramming as many pretzels down your mouth as possible. Oh my possible god, I would so win that. While, while pooping. I win every aspect. We're going to open this mall food court, and whoever can eat something from every stall is the winner. Oh my god. That's called a Saturday for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, moving forward, I think you're good, Chan. <laughs> I yep. know you, you just wanted to bring up the Titan games. Can I bring up the Mass Singer at some point later? Because that, that poop is awesome. I'll find a way. Here's I'm going to work I want to watch it, but I don't know how. Uh, Hulu. Hulu, Gina. 
It's on Hulu? I just watched it on Hulu. Hell yeah. You're going to have to open your eyes and possibly ears, but I do not recommend you do either of those things. <laughs> um, first off, how dare you? I like Second that you're off, trash-talking you know. each other over your respective crappy reality shows. Isn't this what we <laughs> talked about before? <laughs> I'm going to trigger Chan by talking shit about the Titan Games, <laughs> and he's going to trigger me with the mass Singer. Here's the thing. I don't like the Titan Games, but God damn it, I love Rocky. This is how the podcast uh, ends. Yes. They keep calling him DJ, though, and that's weird. I don't like that. I'm, oh, that feels no. like a thing that was like, no. The publicist was like, okay, I know you don't like Dwayne. Let's come up with some new ideas for you because we can't call you The Rock anymore because probably Vince McMahon will try and sue you. That's just going to remind people of Full House. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, I would have thought Street Fighter, but oh, that's just okay. me. Street okay. Fighter? Yeah, DJ. He was oh, the- D-E-E-J-A-Y. Uh, yeah. 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 Ooh, gross. Well, oh, wow. So you're going to call the one black dude in Street Fighter gross. <laughs> nice, uh, Ray. Dalsim for nice. life. Thank you. <laughs> he is Southeast Asian. He is a person of color. So Scoop ends up like uh, seeing Sergeant Slaughter, who had, like a house or something crashed on top of him. He rushes into the house and uses a steel beam to pull Slaughter out and save Sergeant Slaughter's life. At which point, Sergeant Slaughter... Hold so- on, uh, just real quick. Yes. Uh, the way he, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, got in there yes. is because of Destro's dumb vehicle. Yes. I don't understand. It's like a it's like a thing, all right? Some sort of like SUV-ish type thing. Only the front half, like, elevates on, uh, you know, like some little arms, kind of like, uh, like a bulldozer, you know, like whatever, like lifting up. Yeah. For what purpose? A, uh, center gravity... Uh, it, it does not does not function that way. Laws of thing would just tip over. Do not right apply forward. to GI Joe vehicles. Second, why? Like, like I thought, like you pull it up and then like spikes come out or guns or what? Nope. It just it just lifts up the air just because to knock Sergeant Slaughter into a house. He could have done that with a, on the ground. I have to say though, I was like, I was a little bit. I mean, before the reveal that uh, Scoop is. Uh, uh, you know, a, a crimson cobra. guardsman. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, this average dude is saving Sergeant Slaughter. Like, this seems, this seems not, not. Well, you know, set up. Yeah, I just hated the fact that like Sergeant Slaughter, like I, I remember when Sergeant Slaughter killed like a hundred dudes yes. at once. <laughs> yes, like and they were, and then like was killing like androids and stuff. Remember when when he was being captured during Arise Serpento Arise? He's on the Cobra airship. He is jumped on by no less than twenty bats. He throws yeah. all of them off from a prone position. Yet here, a piece of a piece of cinder yeah. block falls on his leg, and he's like, "I will die here." Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he's like, "Man, nah, nah, don't save me. It's all good." And, like, and yes. it almost seems like he kind of like he was like, "Oh, finally, <laughs> I've I can lived rest." A life. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's start time. I just started watching Baki the Grappler because uh, uh, our uh, friend of the show, Aaron Laplante, is one of the main characters oh, on the awesome. show. Yes. Awesome. And the the whole deal is like all of these crazy powerful fighters um uh all, all say like i want to taste defeat and so they they're they're all like uh up for the death penalty and okay. like whatever like the elect uh, uh the electric chair doesn't kill them and like the oh. hanging doesn't kill them also and because all they want to do is die but they can't because they're so awesomely strong oh. uh and i feel like that's what sergeant slaughter is doing right now it's <laughs> like I want to taste defeat. See like, now, if that was a season long arc of, of Sergeant Slaughter, just like he constantly, and then maybe like four episodes in, one of the Joes like realizes like, 
oh my God, he keeps getting put into these situations and then telling us not to save him. Could you imagine if Scoop goes in there and he's like, no, I want to see if this is what kills me. Yeah. That would be the coolest character moment in the history of G.I. Joe. <laughs> Completely wrong for the tone of what they're going for, though. I will say, though, like, again, awesome. circling back to the uh, the thing about the Titan games, the yes, idea is please. that like just some rando could save Sergeant Slaughter's life by uh-huh. like, I'm going to use science and pull out a, a lever, which he doesn't use properly, but hey, whatever. <laughs> ish, ish, <laughs> ish, ish. See, he's, he saves the super strong dude. And, uh, what I appreciated is, is they leave. Uh, uh, the battle's apparently just over. That's fine. And Sergeant Slaughter goes, Scoop, you got to join now. Scoop is like, okay. And Slaughter's like, cool. I already had this outfit prepared for you. Yeah. And we brought it with us to the battle. Also, I'm going to be honest. This this felt like the end of the episode to Didn't me. Didn't it? Like, especially when you have a multiple part episode, I was sure. like, oh, this yeah. is this is the end, right? Well, no, I will it's say. Only, it's only 10 minutes in. I do appreciate. Uh, uh, it's like five minutes in. When, <laughs> when uh, a show burns story like that. Like, we're, we're not going to, like, dawdle in the bits that, uh, uh-huh. you know, like, oh, but what if the certain so-and-so doesn't know about some other thing? Uh, and like, oh, I've got a deep, dark secret. And we can't reveal it for, you know, 16 episodes. Like, cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. Reveal it and let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I do want to back up real quick because yeah. there's a line that I don't understand. Um, they're, uh, they're, they see Sergeant Slaughter's trapped uh, and... Um, uh, someone tells Michaels, like, hey, d- don't do nothing. And he says, if I wait, I might miss the evening news. If I wait, I might make the evening news. I might, I might miss, miss the, the evening, evening news. news. He said miss? He yeah, says, he said miss. miss the evening news, yeah. Michaels, no! Wait for barbecue to chill out those flames! If I wait, I might miss the evening news. Okay. That, that makes, makes slightly little... more sense. Mm-hmm. None of that dialogue makes sense at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he was saying like uh, like uh, uh, like if I go in <laughs> and do some heroic, I will make it on the evening oh, news. I but see. it did make sense because he reversed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But miss the evening news? What he's saying by that is this is his very scoop way of saying Slaughter might get killed before those flames get put out. This is... He might oh. miss the evening news, oh. as in like uh, uh, this is my opportunity, and I don't want to. Bl- I don't want to miss it oh. because it could. He could die. Oh, I thought he was saying. Oh, I thought he was saying. No, I guess I don't know what I thought he was saying. <laughs> like if if I if I wait, then uh, I will be preoccupied with dealing with this thing when the evening news is on, and I'm so cool that I want to like finish this off and then go home to the evening well, news. This is the theory yeah. of writing where you have the one thing the character's all about and like every single thing has to be in reference to that one thing. Right. Like you have I the basketball player who can only speak in sports <laughs> metaphors. Uh, the Disney method of writing. <laughs> <laughs> and like literally that's what he's doing there. Yeah. So um, obviously Doug Booth wrote this episode, uh, also wrote Bunked. I didn't. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, apparently that's uh, the Disney method. As well. And that's the day my residuals strangely stopped showing up. <laughs> um, okay, so the the monks inside the monastery have had enough of this nonsense. They activate the dragon fire. Um, finally, I guess one minute after they said they weren't going to, which is exciting. Um, they they, they- uh, no no what they what they said was like a. Uh, uh- Oh, Cobra's attacking uh, the village down there. You know, the place where all those people live <laughs> and where we get our food from. And they're like, nah, this thing's there only for the uh, uh, temple. Although then we come to see that, like, the reason why is because they've forgotten how to do anything except set up the shield just yeah. around the temple. Yeah. <laughs> 
Guys, so. we have this awesome Dragonfire power, but for 500 years, literally nobody knows how to use it. Which also, you would think that like every <laughs> once in a while on a weekend, they would be like, should we practice that thing? You would think, yes. Make sure it's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it is a divine spirit. Yeah. It could be flighty. You don't just like set up like a home security <laughs> system and then never, ever test it. And like if the light goes out, you're not like, eh, I'm sure ADT is still monitoring us even though it's been 10 years and we haven't paid our bill. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Their home security system is a thermonuclear device. Yeah, that's correct, yes. So like uh, we can test it by leveling our neighbor's house. Uh I guess we'll sort of hold off and then so you, know, you forget. The way that they, first off, they gather around the penis statue uh-huh. and then they do this wild chant, which uh-huh. is very exciting, which Cobra, there's a Cobra Crimson Guardsman hidden as a monk inside. So he's recording it for nefarious purposes. Which, by the way, I thought that that was what he looked like. Yeah. Oh, didn't you? Wearing would robes. that be a normal thing that you would assume, Gina? And then later he tears his face off, which like I I was ho- I that was when I was like, is this dude doing yellow face? Like, is he unless he's Asian under that mask? He's not. He's a white dude trying to hide inside a monastery where a white guy would be noticed. Which also probably means they have no they have no Asian crimson guardsmen that they could ask to do this job. Yeah, I find it more troubling that they did that than if they because it sounds like they're trying to avoid somehow uh, having well, Asian be the bad guys. I, something I mean uh, oh, yeah now it just uh-huh. feels like there are only white people on the show uh, the, only, the, the only people speaking lines are white um, uh, although, but but they didn't even they get better. show his face, so it was like they did. He weird. could be literally anything, but it's just such a weird extra layer that it's like that's not necessary that, because the whole episode you think this is what this guy looks like, and you think he just like put on right. robes and slipped in, and then when he tears his face off and has that visor on, I'm like, what? Yeah, uh, yeah. If, weird. Uh, they should have just shown his. F- okay, unless I mean, maybe we get to the end of the uh, episode. It turns out like. Oh, you're the one who actually destroyed my family's house or whatever. Um, Oh. Which doesn't make sense because uh, uh, Michael sees his face. Yes. Um, But it's, yeah, they should have just shown his face because that was one of the coolest things about number nine is like. He was just some fat dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, like we saw the dude and you still couldn't stop him because he was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, like, why don't we see like. Uh, oh yeah, man, he's so good at disguises. And look at look at him; he's just like a normal dude. I will say, I, I found comfort in the fact that the Crimson Guardsmen are still around. Oh yeah. Well, this is also what's another retcon because now Crimson Guardsmen are not Crimson Guardsmen. The original thing worked for extensive enterprises. They were part of yeah. Tomax and Zamot's like personal like that was their Blackwater. That was like their right, thing. Right. And now Destro runs the Crimson Guard. What happened to Tomax and Zamot? Well, that's just it. They don't exist in this no. reboot. Bullshit. So to my remembrance, they do not exist. And so they they just they just retconned them right out of the picture. Maybe they got arrested finally for I don't know, obviously being criminals for decades. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's not how it works in the real world. Yeah, they're Thank like you. the Trump brothers. They're never going to go to jail. Well, that is a fact. <laughs> um, okay, so that we, we now Operation Dragonfire is working. Cobra retreats. Cool. Uh, Scoop um, gets in close to the camera. He gets pictures of these maps and charts, and he gets all the extra information about Dragonfire from the Joe's perspective that Cobra needs. Big reveal. Scoop is a Crimson Guardsman uh, who now is a member of the Joe team. Oh, shit. <laughs> And yeah. Um, yeah, and then we have the weird thing where there's like a mask, and then they put a, a mask over the helmet. But then it turns out he's just yeah, he's changing faces, crazy. And uh, they open up a secret entrance 
So that way they can kind of move about the temple freely without really revealing themselves. Uh, just real quick, the uh, the motto of Cobra is... Uh, you know what the recruiters say, join Cobra and see the world. Isn't that just like the normal army? Yes, that is 100% uh, Yeah, I think that's the, what, that's the joke. That Cobra is the army? No, no, I think it's the joke. It, like the joke is like uh, they're co-opting this like good guy slogan. But applying it to the bad guys. But it also doesn't really apply for Cobra. I mean, Crimson Guardsmen, I guess, get out a little bit more. But, I mean, remember, like, the the, the Cobra soldiers that we've seen, generally they're just base to base, not really getting out. And occasionally they get to go to that fun center in Antarctica. I love that fun center. Wait, but but is – I don't understand. Is Cobra still a thing? That's – Like, is it still called Cobra? Because sometimes people refer to it as Cobra, but, like – Serpentor seems to be like that guy that like merges a company, like when Verizon takes over AT and T or some crap, and he's like, I don't want it called AT and T anymore. I want it. I want it scrubbed from. And everyone else is still referring to it as AT and T, right? And I don't know what's going on. Also, like what? Like I kind of want to see the guys that man those other Cobra bases, like all those like super secret ones. Or just like, is it weird that we haven't heard from Cobra Commander in two years? <laughs> That's the cool thing. If they were to redo Cobra or redo the GI Joe cartoon now, and they did it in a smart, like kind of a, a, a um, cartoon it would be network like kind of a way. Of Shield. That's just it. There are so many interesting and fun stories you could yeah. tell in the GI Joe universe that Series Two is not going to do. <laughs> I mean, because they, they are surface level storytelling at yeah, best. They should do it. Hire Buzz Dixon to be the the showrunner. Guys, just I hire be the whatever it is you're involved with. Hire Buzz Dixon <laughs> and Gina, yes. and your show will be awesome. Oh I'll my just put god, it, out there. it would be so awesome. Oh my gosh, can I consult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> That's all I need. You can't trust me to do more than that. That's fine. I mean, I've I learned recently that consulting is a pretty dope, it's easy the job. Best job you can do. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And here's the deal: there is so much there that I wish they would just get it right. Because the new movies, the live action movies, are fun. No, but they don't get it. As soon as they made Baroness not have an accent and be sure. bland as balls, Sienna Miller. It was Sienna Miller, right? Yes. Some mm. some blonde lady that resembles Sienna Miller. I was not on board. Oh, I don't know if it was the well, maybe that was Scarlet. Actually. Either way, she was bland. She didn't even have dark hair in real life. Yeah, it's you know you can't just put glasses on a chick and call her the Baroness. Seriously, she's got to have a certain gravitas to her Seriously. that that lady did not have. Yeah, I could think of a billion better ladies. Not off the top of my head, but I could do some literally things. one billion. Gina has a Rolodex. <laughs> She's, she actually just, co-opted... Just actresses who can play the Baroness. It's the she, weirdest Rolodex ever. She co-opted Mitt Romney's binder full of women, <laughs> but only for Baroness purposes. Yeah. Um, okay. So we learn that Scoop is having this like heart-to-heart, like deep Cobra conversation with... Uh, uh, is it Rin Poche? No, that's the leader. But with the, with the, uh, with the evil monk... And uh, he finds we find out. Oh no, Rinpoche is uh, uh, the head monk. He's the head yeah, monk. Yeah. We're talking to uh, the evil uh, monk, uh, undercover yeah. Crimson Guard guy, yeah. who has right here on my compact disc. Uh-huh. His compact disc, uh-huh. which in 1991. By the way, the there were several moments in this episode where I was like, "Oh, they really wanted to include some." Like new lingo in this, like compact disc, and references. then later on, there's like computer things. Hey where... kids, check out my evil Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> but like later on, like Destro is like, "What humans cannot do, 
my computer can. And I'm like, yeah, we get it, 1990s. I mean, that's always been the case. Like, we it, have the my computers really, will do all of They're them. really spelling it out, though, that they're like, oh, all the evil guys have uh, really top-notch, cutting-edge technology. Do good guys have magic? We have technology. <laughs> um, well, we learned that Scoop has joined Cobra in the first place under false pretenses. His village was destroyed, and he was told that G.I. Joe house. did it. His house. Well, I call it his, his village. village. It takes a village. Yeah, it doesn't um, take a village. It takes a village to raise a, raise a scoop. Um, but th- uh, this is the thing. They hit it real hard, man. Multiple times. Like, it's, yeah. Leonard Michaels, my secret Crimson Guard infiltrator. Did I mean? Michaels. Leonard, Le- my- Michaels, comma, Leonard. Leonard is his first name. Yes. Of the Crimson Guard, <laughs> which is a part of Cobra. You know, Destro, <laughs> Cobra, the organization which we belong to. <laughs> but we don't call it Cobra for the record. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> but you and I know, you know that it's Cobra. Avo. Anyway, as I was saying, yes, Leonard, Leonard Michaels. Michaels. <laughs> uh, yeah, they call him Leonard Michaels roughly. I haven't written it five million times in this yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's um, an accurate count. Yeah. Uh, but we, we find out that his entire his entire village was destroyed by what he thinks is G.I. Joe. And based on his time observing G.I. Joe, building libraries for children and watching what Cobra does, trying to activate a death ray. Why does he believe that? I don't know, second? Ray. Why does middle America think Republicans are looking out for their best interests? Yeah, I'm just saying, oh. like, like... Topical. Yeah, like the, the army... Like does some horrible shit, but they also do good things. Okay. So yeah, like you could you could show up somewhere where there's like a hospital where they're you know uh, uh, treating children in Afghanistan, and you're like, oh okay, so that's what these people. And then you could go like five miles away where there's they're a death using camp. drones to yeah like <laughs> yeah. bomb wedding parties. They're like, oh right, same organization. Yeah. So, okay. like, the, you know yeah, what? This I get is, that. This I get is that. the little kid version of like coal miners thinking that like a, a, one party has their interests at heart while they're also like stripping away their health insurance that is paying for their uh, black lung treatments. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when it all goes wrong, they're going to blame themselves. And that's maybe <laughs> the most upsetting part of that whole setup. I don't want to say I saw it firsthand when I went back home. I'll just say I saw it firsthand when I went back to Michigan over the <laughs> yeah, holidays. Yeah, what is your state doing? Uh, guys, I think they just got a new Democrat as a, a yeah. But after eh. listen, that's a different podcast. Gina, there's a reason I moved away. That's a different podcast. Um, guys, <laughs> the home front is lost. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we must find a new. By the way, no zone. women in Joe in GI Joe have been introduced at this point. Not yet. No, uh, but we've only been introduced to like. Four characters. And we nah, got Scoop, uh, Slaughter, Lowlight, and Barbecue Sorta. Uh, yeah, I'm saying like they've been there's there've been they've been referenced, right? Like, is that really the only ones that they reference? I, mean, I just feel really like I just so feel like far. throw a chick in there first episode, just even from like a, a smart demographics perspective. And that's what original GI Joe in the very first iteration of G.I. Joe in the first episode of the first miniseries, Scarlet is like the number one character yeah, on purpose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. even because if you're trying to rope people in, at some point you'd think one of the network execs would be like, can we get a woman in here? What if a guy's watching with his little sister? 
I don't think the '90s worked like that. <laughs> I mean, they, they I really they don't. tried to make the opening song more inclusive, so to I, international audiences <laughs> of boys, international yeah, uh, boy heroes, <laughs> yeah. no women allowed. No, no, no. Well, like there are no women outside of the United States. That's purely a, an American. <laughs> I'm thing. trying to think of other action shows of the '90s and in the '80s. I thought there was much more attempts at women like representation in the '90s. Though I'm thinking like Ninja Turtles. You had April O'Neil, who was the constant woman in peril. But but first of all, she also occasionally kicked ass. Did she? Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, I, I might be. It might be. Might be the comic. There's books. been like eight different versions of Teenage Mutant Ninja sure. Turtles, so I'm, I might be mixing them up. But you know, a Batman the animated series. Okay. No, that's true. Uh, that there was always, you know, you had Barbara Gordon being I, badass. I see Batman animated series on a different a, like sphere is, is. than all other nineties cartoons. I just think it's the one that they all should uh, uh, emulate. Yeah, like yeah. They, they all should wish they were. That is a fact. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we have a big old GI Joe battle with Cobra in the temple because the secret entrance has been opened. Mm-hmm. Cobra's fighting from the inside. Uh, the the llama gives up the book and the CD. <laughs> Because uh, that's where all the, the stuff is happening. Uh, we uh, use the computer to translate the book. Uh, so now, like, Destro now knows how to operate some Dragonfire shit. Uh, in the middle of all the fracas, Naga Hyde and Baroness steal Cobra Commander. And Dragonfire is up, and Cobra's in control of it. And uh, they're going on the offensive. Here's End a, of episode. Here's another topical reference for all of you. Uh, have you guys been seeing that? News story about the women who haven't women between the ages of ten and fifty who aren't allowed into uh, a temple that like now there's like a human chain of women formed. Yeah. No. Anyway. Wow. I feel like Yeah, it's cool. It's just three million women all linking arms together. That doesn't seem important at all, Ray. <laughs> Don't worry about Have it. Have you guys seen Ignore. the story of the woman who wouldn't pay her babysitter? Let's <laughs> talk about shit that matters. Anyway, two women did like sort of infiltrate this place and stood in it and then people were outraged and then people were like wait why is this a law and it's because their menstruation makes it impure it's a whole lot of stuff look it up all i'm saying is i bet those uh those conservative uh temple dudes wish they had some dragon fire to keep out those bleeding vaginas right about now huh oh boy huh? all right high five Yee. hey you guys Why did they add meows to the chance to make it? Um, I'm sorry, can I hear that one more weapon? time? Because I, I, I thought I they thought were banshees. I thought, I thought it was yeah. a siren. I thought it was they were. I thought those were women. This was they started those the bleeding vaginas yeah, yeah. hiding in the bowels of the temple. Uh, they started the chant uh, and pulled up the shield, and then they figured out how to. You know, we add these frequencies, and it turns into an offensive weapon. And those frequencies are. That's definitely those cats are the, meowing. Those I, are the cats that I, live in I my backyard. I being anything that one of us guessed. <laughs> Banshee, cats meowing, or siren. All of the above. And you know what? Maybe they're all the same thing. If yeah, you think about that's it. true. That's true. And uh, guys, that is episode one of Operation Dragonfire. Series two of G.I. Joe, guys. Live the dream. Woof. <laughs> it's going to be rough going. I'd like to tell you it gets less painful than this. I think once we get over the initial, like, growing pains, rockiness of, like, them trying to set up an entire new meta of what the show is, maybe it'll get comfortable. I will tell you what. Spoiler alert. Episode two, I enjoyed more than this one. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was better. But I-, I will say, like, if there's not, there better be a, what's that? What's the messed up potato chip 
uh, oh, synthoids? bubble gum <laughs> uh, and and shipwreck going insane, and then the little girl with the bazooka. That's uh, that's the there's no place like Springfield yeah, part one and two. Synthoid I, I want I want a, a there's no place like Springfield in this new one. They might use synthoids in the new one. I don't actually know. I specifically that. want an episode that's that dark and weird. Oh, jeez. You're also, not, Gina, also, you're not going to get it. I'm going to start here. Back. There was no man eye candy for me in this episode. Yeah. Well, we'll start with Slaughter, obviously. Very good looking. I didn't dude. even like his. Like, they did like weird coloring on his beard and his hair. Well, this is the thing that's a little bit weird. Or his mustache and his hair. Like, they introduce a lot of new stuff. And I had a lot of these toys. I mean, like, the alley vipers come in, the night vipers come in, which I think are both really cool looking designs. But this is also the era of G.I. Joe when they just re- repackaged vipers, cobra soldiers, televipers, and all the, like the generic troopers in this weird, like, yellow and black, like, like snake skin mm. and it's the same figure but with different colors and then okay. they and they took all the vehicles and then they just reskinned them in that color scheme and then re-released the entire cobra line of genericos uh-huh. as this brand new tiger force thing or whatever it was called and and it it's just like why <laughs> Well, I will say that the design of Sergeant Slaughter to me looked like he had used some really crappy, like just for men product okay, and yes. like brushed it into his mustache and hair. And all of his friends were too like afraid to be like, "Hey, man, that doesn't look natural." Well, they youthified everybody. They, I mean, it is not it is not a normal looking hair color. Sergeant by Slaughter. Any means. This is Sergeant Slaughter at the age of twenty two, <laughs> but he's it's still not, but Sergeant he's, Slaughter. No, he's still using out of the box just for men. It's weird. The the colorization of this, like they obviously went. For a different palette because the original G.I. Joe I think had a much more lush color scheme mm-hmm. a lot more vibrant and here they wanted everything a little bit more monochrome for marketing reasons it I guess it just feels like they took a box of markers yeah like a box of eight C- Crayola eight. markers they cho- and they were eight chosen <laughs> at random lots of two browns though in there somehow it's crazy I will say they could have street sharked the show but they captain planeted it Instead, you know what? Yes, I don't know, I don't know which I would have preferred. This is what's crazy is I completely understood what Chan said right there, and he's right. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, they they could have gone like crazy over the top, uh, steroid, you know, muscular. Like, uh, yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah, fucking yeah. rock and roll. We're gonna get on skateboards and fucking blah extreme. Yeah. I like or, that the only or, options are two terrible things. Well, this is the nineties. That's what it was. It was yeah, either Street Starch or Captain Planet. And yeah. the one they went with is like, like make everything softer. Like we're not, uh, you know, a military organization. We're like a peacekeeping organization. Right. And like, we're going to dial down the talk about the guns and like, um, uh, Viper's gonna have shields now instead of you know like uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it's just uh, Dude, I'd say right now Alley Viper's a badass I'll say it right now I love that orange and blue design uh, with the shield that guy's cool I personally I'm say though I'm one of those like grumpy old people that does not like cartoon redesigns when they do reboots of cartoons it's fair like and yeah. and, and, and you're usually and right I, and I <laughs> I wrote an episode of one of them that's right uh, uh, and I I. Do not like it. I think that if, like, you're going for a new audience, but you're also going for the nostalgia factor, and uh, that different animation style is the first thing that makes me not be nostalgic for it. So I will say this. uh, It's real weird that Gina hates She-Ra, and therefore all women. I was literally going to say, someone is going to say, oh, but the new She-Ra is great. (laughs) I have uh, not watched it. The new it. She-Ra is great. I have not watched it. I have it. watched it, give and I sexy She-Ra enjoy the shit out of it. Uh, this is, I mean, depending on your definition of sexy, again, 
Uh, I'm I kind guarantee of a lo- you, Chan thinks New Shira is very sexy. <laughs> I'm kind of into the whole powerlifters in uh, on Titan games. So yeah, yeah, she's she's my girl. I just yeah, I just think it's it's uh, you can do the same sort of good updated writing, good updated voice acting, and keep the original animation roughly the same. What? No, no, that's weird. No, no. Oh my well, god! You know, because you we went from mid eighties to early nineties, the animation styles in the zeitgeist had completely changed. I think that would be a little bit weird. To yeah, that. that would be like if uh, BTAS was done in the style of the seventies Batman cartoon. Like, yeah, like super friends. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess. It just seems weird because these, like, this G.I. Joe seems so close in time to the other G.I. Joe. It's uh, the, 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 the original like season. Six years. 85, 86 are the two money years of the seasons. Okay. The movie came out in 87. And then this came out in 92, 91. I'm saying like 87 <laughs> to 92 or 91. It's I think not that's that. A, I think it's, a, I think. What happened in the world with the Berlin Wall falling and a lot of other stuff? It, it fell on all the animators' hands and also they, they it crushed their them. animation style. Uh, the uh, the anime style Thundercats has a new reboot. I am the in word. the uh, um, what what do they call <laughs> it? Uh, um, uh, not the USC style or something. Oh yeah, um, it's, it's similar to the anime like style? Adventure Time type. Of. Yeah, yeah. Oh oh oh, the silly one. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's all. That was only a period of few years. So. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a thing. It's I, I guess a it's thing. a preference because I mean I've seen some new cartoons that I like, but usually I haven't seen the original of that. And also, like I get it, like seventies animation was shitty. Like if they updated Scooby Doo, I would want them to update it. I just yeah, I guess I just don't like this animation style. And, oh yeah, no, one hundred percent agreed. I fucking hate. I, the I 90s. would say I would say though, like if they did do it similar to Batman the animated series, uh, I would be on board, or even. I'm sure, even like even like '90s X Men. '90s X Men's great. The thing is, the thing is that we're not taking into account here is, is that it's cheap. This was made extremely yeah. cheaply. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this was made for a fraction of what original GI Joe cost on purpose. Yeah. 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 The mandate was let's make a buck. So, so yeah. the reason why it doesn't look as good is one because Deke is doing it. Yeah. And two because yeah they're putting no resource behind it comparatively speaking. That's why they only like brought over a handful of voice actors and re- recast everybody else and got like rid it. of most characters. I don't like it. So a little bit of contact information for the show. Uh, you can hit us up facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Guys, I'm so excited we got our name back. Can I can I say that out loud? It made me so happy. Um, you can go on there and see all the various doings. We're working on a YouTube channel right now. We're working on uh, of all old podcast episodes. We're going to getting all of season two in the in the main feed. So there's a lot of stuff that you can find on there that we'll try to update you as it goes along. So you know, see us on there. Patreon.com slash knowing us half the podcast. I'm so happy we got two new episodes in the Super Secret Vault in December. And so uh, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, we have new episodes going in there every single month. So if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, a whole bunch of stuff, like almost 50 episodes at this point. Of bonus stuff, you can hit us up patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. And that's exciting stuff right there. I'm excited to be a part of it. You can get us on my Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast or at Prez with a Z Serpentor. Prez Serpentor in an alternate 2016 Cobra Emperor Serpentor, not the one from Series 2, the one from Series 1, got elected president of the United States, and it's an alternate timeline that closely mirrors our own. He's very worried about impeachment right now, guys. He should be. He probably should be, right? Yeah. 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 
Individually on Twitter, you can hit me up. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And uh, guys, you got any shows you want to plug or anything like that for the uh, the people at home? Any new projects coming up you want people to know about? Gina, you're not going to be working for five months. Uh, uh, I, 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 I have a sketch cram Saturday uh, the 12th. I'm also the, uh, there's a show at the Pack Theater called, the, oh, sketch cram is at UCB. There's a show at the Pack Theater called Chopping Block Comedy. Sounds good fun. Where they take mm-hmm. uh, uh, writings and sketches and whatever from uh, people that th- th- never made it, that were that were real crappy. Rejected. And never made it. <laughs> Love it. So I sent 33 sketches in. Oh, my God. That were all rejected. <laughs> all, from, from, I think the earliest one was maybe from 2011. So some of them are real bad. Nice. I have no idea what will make it into the show. I hope that someday I can dig out my... Uh, sketches from 1999 because <laughs> I uh, like we we were doing sketch shows back then yeah. and they were all written on paper yeah and like I don't e- I don't even think the scripts were typed out I think we literally yeah. hand wrote them and then xeroxed them for scripts yeah I had uh, some earlier ones than that but I I. I only went so far back because I was like, the other ones will be literally unusable. Guys, I, think. I have some old <laughs> books of, uh, I, I used to print them out and then actually like three hole punch them and keep them in like binders of uh, the, some of the first uh, uh, big news top stories that I was in in, in 2006. And I still have the scripts and stuff Why? somewhere in my in my stuff because at the time I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And then you just yeah. still have them. You don't think about them. Yeah. You lose them. And then when you find them again, it's like, oh, crap, this is from. 13 years ago now. <laughs> I see my problem is I th- I uh uh there are bridges burned from some of my old sketch stuff so sure. like if the if there are any existing copies they they may not be accessible anymore. Just kind of a That's what we call a shame. <laughs> a crying piss-laden shame. <laughs> Um, well, that sounds great, Jane. I was kidding, though. I mean, uh, but you will be around for the next uh, first half of 2019. If I'm still alive. If I'm still, yeah. Gina with free time is dangerous. So we try to corral her in here. I do. I have already booked up this week and next week with things that I that I then was like, what am? Why? Why am I so busy? Because I panic when I have nothing to do and just say yes to everything. And See, so now I don't know how many teams I'm. Coaching. You know what you need? You need a baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> that'll that'll solve those problems in a hot second. I'm going to pull back the curtain a moment here. Gina is the kind of person who will look at her calendar, and, and here we are in early January, and she'll see that on April 22nd, she has an open day and will freak out trying to fill it as quickly as possible <laughs> now. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, uh, Gina is a go-getter, is what I'm trying to say. Yay. So she'll go do the things. Yeah. Um, also, if you're Facebook friends with Gina, you will get invited uh, by Facebook to 75 different events a day that she has marked as interested. Okay, I don't invite people to it. It just shows up in your feed as this is a thing that Gina's interested in. How that do you not turn that shit off? I don't know how. You don't. I don't invite anyone. I just look. No, you never and do. Say, it's never anything you do. Yeah, but because we're there. I see it. All. It shows up in your feed, but yeah. don't you want to know when Pan's Labyrinth is playing at the local <sighs> theater? Well, yes and no. Yes, because I would love to go. No, because I can't leave the house. Well, that's a you problem. It definitely is. <laughs> I'm going to end the show before I get in trouble. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Listen for episode two of Operation Dragonfire as we delve deep into series two G.I. Joe here on Knowing is Half the Podcast. Join us next week on this station. Oh, yeah. We order you. This I command. He doesn't say that anymore. 
they were friends for years. He yeah. knows exactly what buttons to push. Well, yes. Okay. You fair. know, like if this podcast breaks up and I started posting about how much Diet Coke sucks, I would be baiting you. And if you guys were like, people who eat snacks all the time have a lower IQ, you would be baiting me. Um, These are the secrets we know about each other. Wow. <laughs> You guys. Well, now I know what I'm doing for my <laughs> toilet years. I, I cannot wait <laughs> till that's a thing. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you know what's dumb? People nur- from Booten Township. Yeah, what a dumb the, place. We're at the nursing home, and I'm like, what? I'm going to take, out, take <laughs> out a sponsored Facebook ad. Miss Abledo, Facebook hasn't been a thing for 60 years. Let me stream on YouTube. <laughs> Give me a cam. Should I do a Twitcher feed? What is Twitcher? <laughs> you keep saying that. I don't think that was ever a thing. <laughs> I, I appreciate that we're all three at the same retirement home, but we but we don't get along. Like that's to me the best part. And of we this don't talk future. with each other. We no, just but we sit at the, on social we, media. We sit at the same tables and just tweet mean things about each other at the table. Here's the thing: eventually it'll come back around because eventually we'll forget the feud altogether no. and start doing a podcast again, and people will be. Like they're not actually hooked up to anything, but just let them let them. Dream. It's just like a fucking wet hot American summer <laughs> where you scroll down and the the cords are just hanging loose. <laughs> yes. Do I just speak into the tin can? Is that what I do? Great. And we're just like, uh, I think the the you oh know they God. keep trying to push push these mashed peas on us, but if they think that we didn't notice the switch from fresh to canned, they have another thing coming. No, no. Here's here's the thing. <laughs> We're we'll watching episode one of Operation Dragon. Frank, like, are we? Did we watch this episode before? This is so I, no, I don't think we've watched this before. I'm pretty sure. It's a, just the, is it? Why is that guy a snake? I don't understand. What happened here? And then you're gonna be like, okay, Gina, fine, we can watch the movie before we do this one. And I'll be like, yeah, we better. I don't understand how that guy's a snake now. So here's my idea. Where's Duke? Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.